This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. When it comes to turkey hunting, you need multi-spot scouting strategies. Today we're going to talk about five and many other things. Hey, welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast helping new hunters get started and helping active hunters learn new things. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about five multi-spot scouting strategies for turkey hunting. I know it's a mouthful, we're going to break it down for you. So first and foremost, if you want to have the best odds of being successful in turkey season, you need a multi-spot strategy. Having one spot really limits you. Doesn't mean you can't be successful on one spot. Doesn't mean you can't be successful the first half hour of opening day. But from somebody who's done this more than once or twice or three times, you need to have options. Um, The number one reason is turkeys may be active in one area and they may not be active in another. They might be calling in one area and they might not be calling in another. As little as a couple miles can completely and totally change what's going on in the turkey woods from your perspective. Now, sure, it may be the right season. It might be the right time. um, But birds just may or may not be be responding. They might not be calling. Gobblers might not be gobbling in one area. Where five miles down the road, they may be going nonstop. Now, some of it sure has to do with the weather. Some of it has to do with conditions. Some of it has to do with the time and, you know, time of the season and certain other things. But I have experienced it to where in one spot, I mean, you can't get a turkey to come within 300 yards of you. And the next spot, they jump all over you. I mean, we're talking just a few miles difference in between them. So it's important to have multiple spots. Now, the same thing goes for deer hunting. But for whatever reason, it seems like it matters even more for turkey hunting. Uh, 
In general, deer don't travel a whole lot of distance in the course of the average day. They may travel more at night, during the rut, bucks might cover more ground during the day, but in general, most deer, they live within a quarter mile of wherever they bed down, and often less than that. Turkeys, on the other hand, especially during turkey season, can travel miles in a day. They may not always, but they, they tend to travel more, and they also tend to be very, they may be there, they just may not be making any noise. They might not be calling, they may not be responding. And it can go on like that for days and weeks in an area. Whereas if you move to another spot, man, they may be active every single day. So to increase your odds, you, you need to have multiple spots that you can go to and um preferably spots that have some distance in between them. I don't mean, you know, two sides of the same 50-acre property. I mean spots that have miles in between them. Or um, the idea being you want to completely separate the habitats and the turkey population. You want, you know, turkeys in one spot to not be the same turkeys in another spot. Turkeys could move over a mile a day. So you want to completely separate habitats to be as efficient as possible. Now, if you have, you know, the 200 acre property, well, maybe you need to find two or three spots on that property, maybe that are separated by hills, separated by water, um, have some sort of elevation difference that maybe you can segment up that property and, and have different turkey microhabitats on the same parcel. That's possible, and if you own the land, you might want to invest in, in figuring that out. But most people don't, so they've got limited options. And here we're trying to talk about how to scout and find the best places um, to set up. You don't need a whole lot of land to make a turkey stand. And when I say make a turkey stand, I don't mean a tree stand or something. I mean uh, a setup on turkeys. So what are you looking for? What do you need? Well, you need distance in between them. That's that's number zero. That's not one of the five. Multi-spot means there's distance in between them, ideally over a mile apart. It could be just a couple acres. You know, if you've got a friend or an uncle or a buddy or you just do some door knocking, if you got just a couple acres, you can you can come up with a good spot if it's decent turkey habitat. But how do you determine what it is? Now, this could be private land, could be public land. Uh, the other thing about it is uh, turkey habitat changes over the course of the hunting season based on hunting pressure. So you may have a property where there are no turkeys in the weeks leading up to turkey season, but two weeks into the season, all of a sudden there's lots of turkeys there. Well, what happened was turkeys were in better habitat nearby, but hunters just pushed them out of that into less ideal habitat, which is now your property, and there you go. So I would say, first of all, you know, if you've got a spot that is completely dead leading up to turkey season, don't fret. Um, I wouldn't start on that piece of land opening day or maybe not even opening week, but mid-season, it may be worth checking into. It might be worth setting up a trail cam uh, and keep an eye on because that can absolutely happen. Hunters push turkeys onto your land. And if you're not there, if you're not applying hunting pressure, then they have an unpressured parcel that they can relax on and be safe on as the neighbors look on at a distance wishing they could get at them. 
and the turkeys know that they're safe until you sneak in week two or three and you've lulled them into a false sense of security. So that's a strategy, but that's not a scouting strategy, right? So we're talking about scouting strategies. So number one, sign. The number one kind of turkey habitat is the habitat where turkeys are at. Sounds too simple, I know. Um, I've been places where I thought, you know what, this is absolutely perfect turkey habitat here, but no turkeys. And I've been other places where I thought, you know, I don't understand why a turkey would ever be in this place, but there is sign everywhere. Now, when I say sign, I mean turkey tracks, turkey droppings, turkey feathers, turkey scratches, and of course, visual confirmation of turkeys, be it you see them with your own eyes, binoculars, or a trail cam. So you want to look for a sign. Now, if you only have limited uh, options, you know, if you're a new hunter, chances are you don't have a dozen different places that you can hunt at. You've got one or two or three. You want to get some trail cams. Um, they're not just for deer hunting. They work great for turkey hunting too. You just got to place them or aim them lower because turkeys aren't as tall as deer. And if you find some places that are good habitat or you don't see sign, that doesn't always mean turkeys aren't there. It just may mean, you know, sometimes the ground is too hard for them to leave tracks. Sometimes they're not scratching. Sometimes they just, you know, you're not finding feathers. That doesn't mean they're not there. Sometimes you don't see droppings. Still doesn't mean they're not there. Um, so if you set up a camera on a good travel corridor or an edge of a field or something, and then that will tell you whether or not turkeys are actually there. Now, of course, if you find sign, you know turkeys are there because they're leaving the sign. You won't know a whole lot unless you see a whole lot of sign or you get good at reading tracks and droppings and you can tell the difference. I'm not expecting you at this point to, to develop that level of skill. Um, but the bottom line is if there's hens there, there's going to be toms there because the guys are following the ladies once the breeding season starts. So if you find some turkey sign, you don't have to worry a whole lot of is it, is it male sign or female sign? Is it a tom or is it a hen? Um, because if there's sign, there's turkeys. And if wherever there's turkeys, they're either gobblers or the gobblers are going to be there looking for those hens at one point or another. So you don't have to worry a whole lot if you find some sign. That's a good sign. So you've got sign. Um, and you want to look for sign anywhere you know that you think they might be able to leave it. So you've got muddy puddles. And you've got soft ground around puddles or right after, you know, the day after it rains is a good time to go out and look for tracks. You've got um, travel corridors. Maybe you've got gas line roads or something. You can look for droppings on a hard surface. Um, that's another good strategy. Feathers, you know, that's, that's hit or miss. You know, I don't, I don't go out looking for feathers, but often where you find turkey sign, you'll find turkey feathers. Um, you have gobblers that are, are strutting and they're rubbing their feathers on the ground and they rub a few out and that just happens. So you want to look for sign. Number two, you want to look for food and drink. Turkeys got to eat. Uh, hens are going to eat more than gobblers usually during the season, but where there's hens, there's gobblers. So you want to look for food. What are turkeys looking for in the spring? Well, they're looking for whatever might be left over from 
winter trees from mast, acorns and stuff. Usually there's not a whole lot. So they'll be scratching for grubs under trees and in the shade, trying to find uh, bugs under the leaves. So that's scratchings. Um, but if you think there might be food in that area, uh, also they're going to be looking for grasshoppers after you hit spring green up. But that's usually late season as opposed to early season. So you want to look for food. Turkeys also need to drink, usually on a daily basis. So if you have an area where there's one source of water, that's a good place to, to look for sign. That's a good place to consider setting up or putting up a camera or spending a morning there listening. So number three, cover. Turkeys need cover. Hens especially need cover during the breeding season and after the breeding season where they can lay their eggs. So hens are going to be partial to cover. Toms like cover too because they can hide there. So you want to look for where is cover available. Now turkeys aren't usually going to live and stay and spend their whole day in cover, but they're going to want cover nearby. Hens are going to want to be able to nest in cover. So you want areas that have open areas, open hardwoods, and then you want to have sections of cover. That is ideal habitat. Um, those are places where turkeys want to be. Number four, clearings. Turkeys love clearings. They love fields. They love little clearings. They love areas where the grass is low, where the, lo the brush is low, where they can just sort of lounge about. They can strut. They can play. They can get busy during the mating season. Um, they like cover, but it's got, or they like, um, excuse me, they like clearings. They like open areas, but especially ones that have cover around them because they want to feel safe. Turkeys will just lounge out. They'll just walk into a, an open area at times and just hang out, peck around a little bit, look for, look for seeds or bugs or whatever might be on the ground. Um, they will strut. They will you know, rub themselves in, in dust clearings and stuff. All sorts of things. They like open areas. They like diversity of habitat, though. Turkeys will wake up. They'll fly down from their tree. They will eat a little bit, they'll move, they'll go uphill, they'll go downhill, they'll go to feeding grounds, they'll go to lounging areas. Turkeys tend to move around a lot more than, say, a deer will. A deer is much more one-track mind. The deer is thinking, food, sit. Food, sit. During the rut, they're thinking, food, business, sit. Food, business, sit. That's pretty much what, what a deer thinks about. Turkeys are doing more stuff. They're covering ground just for the sake of covering ground. They're walking around in bachelor groups. Just, I mean, literally just seems like they're a bunch of teenagers, you know, cruising around doing nothing. Uh, it, it's a very unique and, and interesting and fun animal to hunt because they're not as predictable and you've got to really learn the habitat and learn their habits and what they do. They can be very habitual. They aren't always, but they can be very habitual. They can be in the same place at the same time in a given day. But often they're in a lot of places on a given day. So you want to look for clearings. Number five, hilltops. Hilltops are a great place to hunt turkeys. Uh, oftentimes... Turkeys like to go uphill to respond to calls as opposed to downhill because it's easy for them to just turn and run or fly away because they can use 
that uh, the incline, they can use the elevation to their advantage to escape. So turkeys, as a rule of thumb, would prefer to go uphill after a call versus going downhill after a call. It's not a hard, fast rule. It's not, you know, all the time. But in general, it's more likely they're going to want to go uphill. A hilltop also, you know, there's if you've got hardwoods up there, you've got oak trees, whatever you've got up there, there might be a better chance for food. Um, hilltops also give you the advantage of you can hear from a further distance. So you're on top of a hill, you can hear all around, you can hear turkeys gobble at a distance. When you call back to them, the, the acoustics of that hill can help your call get to them, whereas... Um, you know, on the top of the hill, you can hear from many areas around, whereas if you're in the bottom of the hill, you can only hear from a few directions. So hilltops give you an advantage in that way. Hilltops also have the advantage of field of view. If you're sitting on a hilltop, and I don't mean like, you know, uh, a mountain peak or a big jagged rock. I mean, a hilltop, it's round, it flattens out at the top. Maybe it's a, you know, 30, 40, 50 yards. Maybe it's 100 yards, whatever it might be. Maybe it's more than that. But you're sitting at the edge of a, hill, a hilltop calling turkeys up the hill. The, the genius part is you want to back up onto the hilltop to the point where you cannot see over the crest of the hill because you want to create a visual barrier between you and the turkey. So that turkey's got to climb that hill and you don't want to be able to see that turkey until they're about 30 yards away. And ideally, the whole reason being, you don't want that turkey to be able to see you until you're about 30 yards away and its head is in your crosshairs. And that helps you because turkeys got great eyesight. They are sharp. They are smart. And you tend to be fidgety and make noise and not always be concealed and look in the wrong way and have too much movement. So that helps you for the entire hunt leading up to the point where that turkey is in your crosshairs because they can't see you. They hear a little bit of noise. Turkeys make a little bit of noise. So to them, it sounds like a hen. So you're using that hilltop as a visual barrier between you and the turkey so that they can't see you until ideally they are within shooting range and an ideal shooting range. So hilltops give you the, an advantage in terms of listening. They give you an advantage in terms of calling. They are a place the turkeys like to go, and they give you that visual advantage. Of course, if you hunt turkeys long enough, you will learn that you can't always hunt them from hilltops. Um, they won't always be around hilltops. You, can't, you won't always be able to use that advantage. But when you're scouting, when you're looking for areas... These are the kinds of things to look for. You want to look for sign. You want to look for food and drink. You want to look for cover. You want to look for clearings. You want to look for hilltops. Also, maybe this is a bonus one, you want to look for places where other hunters and other people aren't at or aren't going to be on a regular basis. So, of course, private land is ideal, um, especially if you have reasonable assurance there's no other hunters on the, in the area or no one else that hunts turkeys. But for public land, you want to think about places you can cover ground. Places you can get deep into the woods where other hunters aren't going to feel like going in order to hunt turkeys. Now that's really hard for deer. It's really hard to walk five miles to a good deer spot because if you get a deer... You got to get that deer back out. 
whether or not you're dragging it out or whether or not you're going to pack it out, you've got to get that deer out of there. And most people think of a five-mile drag, and they'd just rather leave the deer there and go home. But with turkeys, they're, they're not that heavy. You just sling them over your shoulder and, or over the end of your barrel, and you just carry them out, and it's no big deal. So you can cover more ground to hunt turkeys than you would to hunt deer in most situations, or at least you can do it easier because turkeys are not difficult to, to drag or carry out of the woods. Uh, you know, uh, a good-sized tom is going to be 20 pounds, maybe 25 pounds. Uh, if you shot a bird that was heavier than that, I mean, you, sh- you ought to be happy to carry that thing out of the woods because that's a trophy animal right there. But even still, uh, you know, the biggest turkeys out there don't really get over 30 pounds. I mean, that's and that's rare. So you've got... You, you you have a much easier animal to get out. So you can cover a lot more ground on public land trying to get deeper in the woods, trying to get away from other hunters, trying to get your own private spot, trying to find birds that are not pressured. But at the same time, don't overlook really easy pickings. There are times where there's public land. It's right off the side of the road. No hunters go there because they think, well, it's just not deep enough into the woods to have any chance. And because everybody thinks that and nobody goes there, it ends up being a good spot because there's no one there bothering the turkeys. So you want to be mindful of these things. Here's something to keep in mind. Um, I'm not necessarily recommending this strategy, but there could be times where you don't have very many good spots to hunt turkeys. You don't have a great opening day spot. You don't have two or three good options. You've done some scouting and you you think these are just going to be areas that other hunters are going to be. Take opening day and go out cruising around the public land and the ideal spots in your area and see where the hunters are. See where the cars are parked. You know, you've scouted some areas and you think, oh, that would be a great place, but it's probably going to be crawling with hunters. Well, on opening day, go drive around, see where the hunters are at, make notes, and then go to the places where they're not at. And and most likely, if they're not there opening day, they're not going to be there a week or two later. That's just, it's just usually the way that it is. On opening day, you have the most people in the woods. Uh, People may only, if they only hunt one day, they're going to hunt opening day. For some people, it's tradition, it's ceremonial. Uh, If they're going to be out in the woods on one day, it's going to be opening Saturday. Well, if you find a spot that nobody was at on opening Saturday, chances are nobody's going to be there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, on public land. That's just, so you can actually do scouting on opening day. You're like, well, I want to be in the woods where the sun comes up and I've got the best chance of killing a bird. If you have a good spot to be in the woods, then be in the woods. But if you don't, if you're having trouble finding some spots, if you don't have anywhere to go to set up, this can be a way to find it. You know, drive around, wait until the sun comes up, and then when there's no hunters there, go there. And then you might be, that's that's one way to try to find a place that nobody's at, is you can literally just drive around and look for where the cars are. And then you can make notes. And as you learn your area, as you learn what's around you, 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 you'll develop a Rolodex of potential spots and potential places. 
you know, there's some public land that's not real far from my house that's usually overrun with hunters. But anytime I'm out, and usually I'm out maybe crow hunting or something else, and I'm, I'm making notes. Okay, this could be a good place for deer hunting. This could be a good place for turkey hunting. And I may be out pheasant hunting and say, you know what? This is a lousy place for hunting pheasants because there's a lot of pheasant hunters here, but there may not be turkey hunters here come the springtime. And it's not a bad place for turkeys. So I'm always keeping notes in my mind, looking for places that could be could have potential for that season. So whenever you're, when the more you're in the woods, the more places you're going to find, the more places you're going to learn. And you're going to just build your Rolodex and then you can look around and get a sense for where do other hunters go, where do they not go, where are their opportunities and openings, and then you can hunt those areas. So I hope this is helpful to you guys. Head to the website, newhuntersguide.com for the show notes. Uh, For many other episodes on turkey hunting, we've done a lot of them. We're going to do a lot more this season as well. But till next time, God bless you guys and go get them in the woods.